Last time on the Reroll Podcast. An attempt to exfiltrate from Brambleton goes awry, and all hell breaks loose. Flint's going to draw a short sword and take off in the direction that Shadow went. I am going to use my Blessing of the Raven Queen to magically teleport 30 feet into those bushes. Groth goes all in on an attempt to save his friend, and it quickly becomes a battle between one giant and an entire legion. The fucking giant of Brambleton is back! Come and get some! <laughs> Submit for questioning. Four giants. Oh, three giants versus three little men. Flint desperately tries to maintain control of the situation. Take the giant alive! He knows about the resistance! But things keep going from bad to worse. Groth, go ahead and roll me a d4. Tres. <laughs> three riders come around the corner, stomping through this alley. Groth, we have to get out of here. I don't know if you'd call this good news. I don't know if you'd call this bad news, but you just killed a Blackreach soldier. But then, Groth makes his play, and Flint does his best to maintain his cover within the ranks of the Empire. Little man's right, you know. I know all about the Resistance. <laughs> Do I have... Are there, are there shackles available? Do I have them? Sure. Like, yeah. Shackling up Groth? Yeah. Stoddard can only watch from a distance as her friend is dragged into the lion's den. Starlet, you see Flint and a dozen or so Blackreach soldiers in Yelena escorting a handcuffed Groth to the mill. Will we find a way to break Groth out in time? Or will the Inquisitor force him to hand the resistance over to the Empire on a silver platter? Find out on this week's episode of the Reroll Podcast. What character death hurt you the most? We've kind of already <laughs> this, that's yeah, that's right about now. To happen. Yeah, that's pretty, <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> I like that. What what character death hurt you the um, most? Over overall, like anyone. Yeah. Also, spoilers for anything we're about to talk about. Yeah, yeah. you could fair you could do a spoiler. Yeah. Mine's uh, John F. Kennedy. Yeah, I, character. <laughs> That's character. Really He's real people. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Damn, fox and I the hound. Funny because yeah. <laughs> oh. oh rip. Fair. Fucking grave of the fireflies. Let's just start naming off oh all the God. things, and we'll just cry instead of actually record this podcast. Grave of the Fireflies may be the saddest movie I've ever it seen in my life. So yeah. I've still never seen it is so. Oh my god, you will cry, I guarantee you, because the, the little girls remind me of our little sisters. Oh, so yeah. So it's oh, like, sure. then it's like, it's over. It's, I mean, I know I know it's rough, and I cry at like some of the tamest Pixar movies and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, like, I just. No, yeah, it would just bro, you put any avoiding. sad song over a video of an animal, an animal, and I will cry immediately. Enemas, I'm I'm in tears, yeah. and not because I'm laughing. <laughs> the first time I saw Grave of the Fireflies, I my jaw came out of place, and I was drinking wine and, and like basically eating ibuprofen because my jaw was swollen and out of place. And I watched it. I was like, this will be fun. It's Studio Ghibli. And I cried, and my jaw was out of place, and I was drinking wine, and it was just horrible. It was, it was horrible. It's a perfect storm. <laughs> yeah, it was rough. Well, as far this is a little side, but the first time I remember crying at a character death was in Tarzan at the very beginning when that, uh, was it a panther that kills the Tarzan's parents? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> that that, did, that that was the first time I cried in the movie. 
but one that impacted me the most, this one's a little cliche because we're playing, playing D&D, but Critical Role, Scanlan dying, Grok's Ooh. reaction really hit me. Oh, fuck. That's actually a spoiler for me because I still haven't watched Oh, Critical shoot. Role. Sorry if you were, I didn't realize <laughs> you were even watch, plan on watching Sorry it. that you're like at least a couple I, years behind Tanner, yeah, you son I'm, of a bitch. I'm, I'm like, I also didn't know that. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm weird uh-huh. though. I I would usually when I have something ruined for me, I still I'm like I'm gonna watch it to see it happen. Yeah. So. Well, like it's I mean, this, there's just all the story that builds up to it too. So it's like you still get yeah. a lot of you know that goes along with it. For me, I the first thing that came up came in or came to mind to me was um, was all so very dated. So fuck you if you get spoiled because it's like. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> um, but it's fucking punk ass bitch not watching stuff and if you get it spoiled, you're a piece of if shit. If you're worried about spoilers, skip this icebreaker. <laughs> and and I think that we yourself. already yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but it's just like Lost. I remember I was watching Lost and um Charlie dies, and it's like one of the first character real character deaths. And um I just bawled and I was watching it by myself, and then I walked in to my room where my sister was and she was like what's wrong and i was just like fucking bawling <laughs> and i was like charlie died and she's like who because she thought it was someone real and then I-, I was like charlie died and she's like oh and then <laughs> and then she's like wait what because she was watching it too and uh yeah and i literally took a shower and cried <laughs> kind of fun yeah i just watched mine again last night really oh yeah yeah, it was it was Viserion, the the dragon. Yeah. Oh, Game from of Thrones, Game of Thrones, besties. Yeah, yeah, the one that's killed by the Night King. Oh. I feel like maybe in my adult yeah, life, was like, the one that like I was very sad about, and it was only because everyone was like, "Who's your favorite character so far on Game of Thrones?" And I was like, "Oh, it's <laughs> it's definitely Ned Stark." was ned stark ever somebody like not somebody's favorite i feel like they were like let's make the most likable character and then kill him right away because no there's the most boring character i 99 percent of game of thrones memes are ned stark goody two shoes who cares about him goody okay we're not but no viserion was like it was just so I get like you never expect anybody to survive Game of Thrones, but mm-hmm. like that was also the most like dramatic and like gory and awful like character death that I think I've ever seen. Goody two it was, shoes. It was fucking <laughs> masterful. It is a sad when that dragon died. Yeah. Yeah, I I I remember when we were all watching when Game of Thrones was airing and they had that like scene where they're like, they have the chain and they're pulling the dragon out of mm. the, out of the Ugh. ice. Yeah. And we were all just like, Oh fuck. Dude. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, it's like kind of like, you know, it's an animal. So it's kind of like any, it's like, you know, someone, a person dies, you're like, whatever. Well, I hated when summer died. It's like and a stuff. dog. Yeah. And then you're like, no. And so it's kind of like that. I feel like you get really attached to like, but yeah, exactly. Like I've, I've watched all these like characters die off. Uh, my third time watching, by the way, but uh, I've watched all these characters die off. I'm mean, like, oh, yeah, another person died, another person died, another person died. Oh, <laughs> fuck, the dragon fucking dies. God damn it. Yeah. I always said I'd stop watching if my favorite character died. Who was it? 
Aria. Aria, of course. Aria. I asked one of my coworkers, like, sorry, very short before the, we start this again, but I asked one of my coworkers if they watched Game of Thrones at all, and they were like, no, there's too much boobs and whatever in it. And I was only watching it for the guy that plays Ned Stark, and they killed him off immediately, and I was like, fuck this show. And he just never continued watching it. So I was like, okay. Wow, fair. interesting. Yeah. How do you, Ned Stark how does got a great that... pair of tits, though. Huge. It's true. Massive. Yeah. <laughs> Big old nonkers. Ned Stonkers. Let me see the Ned Stark. This is like a racial slur. <laughs> Speaking of racial slur. <laughs> I don't want to play this stupid fucking game anymore. There it is. We haven't even started wanna. playing the game yet. Okay. All right. Um. We really got to stop recording ourselves. I think yeah, that's the problem. Like, yeah, that's really this, this shouldn't. That's be, what I was saying earlier. Displayed to the public. Okay, all right. That's what you were saying earlier. Yeah. I was saying that for thirty-four episodes. <laughs> Speaking of right. character deaths, not racial slurs. <laughs> um, Starlet Moonbow. The last few moments have been strangely quiet. A juxtaposition to the chaos that you infer must have just happened. And I think you probably are the most confused out of the party, if not the most scared. You don't really know what happened. Moments ago, you saw, from a distance, Flint and Yelena Boars dragging Groth, cuffed behind them. And they went into the mill, the water mill on the edge of the Tybalt River, where moments ago you heard the shackling of chains, people shouting and spitting. You tried to sort of watch closely as they went into this mill, but couldn't get a, couldn't get a peek in or anything it was just your friends disappearing into the dark of this unknown building which is now guarded heavily by black reach soldiers and union union members a horse trots along with a, a rider trots along the path of brambleton you look up and see the full moon through a thin veil of partial clouds you know it's just about midnight. Winthrop went out ahead of you to go to the meeting point. What are you doing? I think Star is probably having a lot of emotions right now. Um, I think some of that is anger. Some of that I think she feels maybe even a bit of betrayal because as much as she knows Flint and she believed he was trying to do something good she just saw him walk in there with the enemy with Flint and Ch or with um Groth and Chains so I think she's conflicted at this point but what she's gonna do is just I think she's gonna brush herself off wring her hands a bit and say fucking idiots should have ran like I told them to like we had planned to do I'm not getting caught in this. Who else is going to avenge those fucking dipshits? And she is going to turn tail and try to 
get out of here as quick as she can and head towards the resistance. Um, and Or at least towards the beating spot to see if she can meet up with Winthrop. And um, hopefully they can plan out something better now that it seems they've got some time. Okay. Shadow. Invisible. The edge of the tree line. Things for you are not calm. Things for you are chaotic. There is a bit of confusion as these two hell riders are trying to wade their way through thick brush, following a set of child's footprints that seem to lead nowhere. Give me a stealth roll. With advantage? With advantage, yes. 19. You're hidden, but you're in a precarious place. They have found your tracks and are thoroughly searching it to a point where you at one point in time come almost face to face with the horse can feel its hot breath as it lords over you with your small childlike frame and its tall stature but again frustrated the brighter leads it away and back into the forest but you're kind of in the middle of this area that's being searched what do you want to do are there any like places that would obscure my footprints like a rock big rock or um anything like that or like a easily climbable tree (laughs) there's a there's a large boulder near you i think that i am going to use like my minor illusion to make the sound of movement in the brush like farther into the woods and just like climb up on that rock to try to hope that my footprints won't give me away anymore okay roll uh roll an athletics check to try and scale up this large boulder Athletics. Uh, okay. What'd you get? I haven't rolled yet. Um, I am going to use a reroll. Okay. Burning through um, these rerolls tonight. The, what? What do you mean? Uh, yesterday. <laughs> last, last week. Last week and tonight. Yes. <laughs> Losing uh, a lot of rerolls in these seven days. That's a five. It's a five. You distract them momentarily, but you're unable to get up on this boulder. You're out of your element here in the forest. And time's starting to run out for your invisibility. It's been an hour already almost? Well, starting to. Okay. Uh, I think that I'm going to start moving back into town and hoping that the footprints of everyone else in town will obscure mine. Okay. Give me another And again, check. keep casting minor illusion off in the distance at the other directions, hoping that they'll distract them from me. Okay, give me a stealth check with advantage. Thirteen. Okay. Bow. You have retreated into the forest, 
trying to get away from this madness. How deep do you go? What's your plan? It's it's close to midnight, and you're alone in the forest. Probably trying to head to our like headquarters. I don't remember if I know about the meeting point. With yeah, Winthrop. we all. You we guys all about it, in the room. about it in the room. Okay. Okay. Just making. Oh yeah, right. That's right. Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna need a survival from you to navigate the forest in the middle of the night. Okay. Um, I also would be hoping that you know Shadow would be right behind me. Was hoping that you know that would be the case, but um, isn't sure. Bo's not sure. I think Bo. At this point, you are aware Shadow is gone. Not near you. Not behind you. Not with you. Okay, I got a 16. Okay. And at first, Bo was probably like, Shadow, like, whispering, trying to see, like, every once in a while to see if she would just appear or respond. And your whisper carries heavy throughout the otherwise silent forest. And you're walking along, you find sort of a wall of thick bramble kind of impassable walking along it a little farther you start to find hoof prints that lead further into the forest strange they seem to go back and forth along this wall they are kind of in the direction you think that the lab is but or the meeting point is rather but a little off Hmm. And you didn't see a rider head in this direction. In fact, you're quite a ways from town at this point, I think. You're, you're, I imagine because you are wearing heavy armor, worried about being stealthy, that you thought it would be best just to, am I wrong in thinking that? Sorry, you think that I'm what? Like deeper into the forest to yeah. avoid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, could I, this sounds weird, but could I roll animal handling to see if this is like, I don't know, like some that the hoof prints seem like well maintained, or like they would be like the Hell Riders, or if it would more be like you know, I don't know. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, um, yeah, I'll go ahead and give this to or you because the- I think this what you would know. This they're it's like hoof like uh, leaving like a horseshoe print. Well, yeah, but like a like a manufactured like it's wearing uh, a horseshoe. Like uh, yeah. Um, I don't even know if, like, if, you know, maybe even breed of horse, like, how big they are. If I would know that, like, they have this type of horse, I would know that, like, that obviously that was a way bigger horse than this horse, or, you know okay. what I mean? Give me a... What's your survival? I have an animal handling. I was gonna say, give me a nature. Oh. Mm. Can I argue for animal handling? Because that's, like, a maintenance of an animal kind of thing. Sure, okay, yeah. Like I could I could see that. Oh, my foot's and... asleep. I'm gonna wake it up. <laughs> We're playing uh, D&D. Ten. Wake up, bitch. Ten? Yeah. It's it's about an average size horse. Could be the Hell Riders. You, you do know it's it's a it's not like a wild It's a horse. horseshoed, horseshoed yeah. hoof. Not yeah. just a hoof. Okay. Um, I don't think that tells me a lot. Uh, can you I... You can follow it. Uh, yeah, I'll probably continue on my way and see if the tracks follow the path that i would naturally want to take like i said they they split off a bit it's in the direction but a little adjacent so I'm not it would stealthy be... but i want to know because i'm curious i'm also alone um 
I kind of want to follow him. I know okay. it's kind of stupid, but I'm gonna do it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, do it for the do it for the entertainment. Do value. it for the pod. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, I will. This is do for it for you. your character. <laughs> Here you go, Bo. Do it for the Lord. Okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why your point to this guy was great. <laughs> that's my that's my fucking quarterback. Like, this one's for you, God. Thanks for getting me a sixty-five million dollar contract. <laughs> Um, and also cancer in Africa for those little kids. Kids? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> the door to the mill swings open as Flint, you kick it in under the order of Yelena Boris. She says, I just asked you to open it. <laughs> yeah, it's open. You damaged the door. Okay. It's not my fault this door isn't built to spec. <laughs> she shoves in a restrained Groth. Groth, you kind of trip a little bit, fall down, skid on the floor as you enter this pretty basic mill. There's a giant grinding wheel in the center that is rotating around that's operated by different gears that is attached to the water wheel. Oh, oh, my neck. My neck. I can't move. The door shuts behind you as about six people, including Yelna and Flint, are in here. And she says, time to the wheel. Two guys get up, drag you back, tie your manacles uh, to a knotted rope to the wheel. Flint, rough him up. All right. Flint, like, kind of cracks his neck and approaches Groth, and I don't know if anybody else can really see, or if Groth can really understand. But, yeah, Flint just kind of mouths, I'm going to make this look real. You're hearing your head. Breastplate. In in my breastplate. Yeah. It's there. What did he say? It's there. It's there. I don't know what that means. Flint's gonna punch him really hard in the breastplate. <laughs> okay, roll roll to hit with advantage. Uh, let's use my one. Where is it? There it is. Oh my god! Hold on a second. What's happening? How do I play this game? There's the tab. Uh, nineteen. Okay. Boom! Right ac- right into the breastplate. Uh, right across what's the your sh- Right across the, the nipple. <laughs> Just skirt the, the nipple. Um, what's your strength modifier, Flint? Uh, plus one. Okay, so you take two damage, I believe. Oh, go ahead, big man. I meant your paper. Keep going. Keep going. Your paper, though. It's, it's in there. <laughs> the paper. The papers. You put the paper in your in your breastplate he's got he's a gotta stuff his pocket chest. protector on his buddy. keep my pens in there um i mean yeah flint flint will actually like kind of just start kicking the shit out of groth a little bit okay kicking the shit out of him a little bit it only poops yeah. a little just a little bit give me a performance check 
uh i mean i'm actually like punching him. okay so I'm you're not, I'm not, okay so yeah. give me yeah i mean so i would assume boom. that flint knows well enough like to stop if he looks like he's about to fucking kill him but i don't think we're quite at that point so you you lay a couple couple swings on him boom 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 and yelena says enough now spank him <laughs> now take your shirt off let me see you get real weird she walks forward rapier in hand and she says to you Graf petty punches don't really do it for you do they I saw you take a beating amongst my men or rather beating them or like whips personally I can arrange that However, and she takes her rapier and presses into your shoulder where your sort of breastplate meets that pauldron and starts pushing deeper and deeper. I assume a 19 hits you. No. Sure. And she sort of finds, like, the perfect nerve as she presses it in and you take 13 damage from her sneak attack. As she's piercing it in and she says... The ironic thing, giant, is I don't even have to ask you any questions. I just have to, and she pushes it forward a little more, and there's sharp pain shooting up the side of your neck. I just have to wait until the Inquisitor gets here tomorrow. She pulls it out and splatters the blood on the floor with a flick of her wrist. And says, in the meantime, you're just here to provide me with a little entertainment. Or I don't have much more entertainment in me. I've seen you out there. You have much more entertainment. Continue. And she nods to you, Flint. Um. Yeah, Flint will just kind of... Uh, Flint is going to... say to Yelena, um, look, I've been kind of, kind of mingling with this, this guy for a few, about a week now. Um, I think if you give me some time alone with him, I could probably get you the information that you need. Make you look pretty good. Make us look pretty good when the Inquisitor shows up. We already have all the information. Yeah. She gives you a coy smile and she says, you are a mercenary. You don't... You don't understand. Whatever information I have is irrelevant. Whatever information you could withdraw is irrelevant. The Inquisitors know when people lie. They can convince people to do horrible, horrible things. You and I, whatever we do tonight, won't matter a single drop to them. I've seen these boys at work, and he kind of motions to the rest of the dude, the rest of the soldiers in the room. Um, and just, I, I would suggest that, and I probably don't have to tell you this, they probably wouldn't know when to stop. Just saying. Roll a persuasion check. Okay. Sorry. Didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're, no, you're I'm so fucking sorry, dude. <laughs> 
14. It says so in my notes. Cut Zane off. Yeah. Okay, 14. Let's see. She says, Then it is your only job tonight to make sure he remains alive. Taylor and Miles will stay watch with you. They're two of the finest. You do not sleep tonight. You can ask whatever questions you want, though I'll be honest, I'm not interested in the answers. But you make sure he is still here when the Inquisitor arrives tomorrow, or it'll be your head. Is that clear? Very. But if you don't mind, I wasn't really planning on sleeping anyway. And, like, he turns back to Groth and, you know, again, kind of cracks his knuckles. Good. Oh, and Flint, I... Just to clear the air, I, I know sometimes with mercs, they don't appreciate slyness or coyness. When I said, if you fail, it is your head, I mean I will remove your head. Is that clear? I've been in this game long enough to know when people are playing coy, and believe me, I would never accuse the Empire of mincing words. So yes, it's understood. Good lad. Cross gonna turn to Helena. Just shoot her a sharper little look. Maybe squint a little bit. Is that like bug on your forehead sexy look? Right. Say, uh, <laughs> how are you holding Hawaii Manor? Give her a little wink. She turns to you and just smiles and she says, maybe if you prove useful enough, you'll be one of the slaves to work on it. And she what turns, she's her rapier, and leaves. Starlit Moonbow. You are approaching around this beautiful oak tree with one of Leafy Wiener's arrows sticking out front of it. There is... You probably get the drop on everybody since you're much stealthier, but you can see Winthrop up front. You can see Gator. A few others. Hannah, notably. Um, a couple skinnier, younger people from Brambleton and a few of the resistance. What do you say? Star, um sort of comes out of the woods and uh, she'll say well our plans our original plans are pretty well fucked at this point how has the training been going are you guys prepared to mobilize what am I working with here Donovan, around the other side of the tree, turns around and says, Star, I... Where's Flint? Well, can't say for sure, but the last I saw him, he was walking Groth into a prison of sorts with the enemy. I don't know if he's on our side anymore. 
I hope he is, but I've never been one to keep my hopes up about party members that I thought I knew. I'm sorry, you're saying he's possibly a double agent? It is possible. He was working with us. I thought he might have been playing on our side, but he plays it a little too well, and I'm concerned. Miss Winthrop was catching us up on things. We... Star, we can't... We're not ready. And we're definitely not ready to face an Inquisitor. And whatever hells come with that. And if Flint is working for the Empire, the lab is compromised. We should leave. Perhaps we should. But I'm... Gonna be honest with you, it's not often that I'm speechless, but I truly, I have no idea what to do at this moment. We need to regroup. We need to find a safe place to go. The Inquisitor's coming, and Groth knows where we are at the very least, even if Flint does, isn't a double agent. The Inquisitor will know where we are. Quickly. Where do we go? We only have the lab. We fled the manor, the under part of it anyway, to get here. I can't take this group through Kravnok. We cleared the cave that the goblins were in, at least for the most part. I think we could go there and hold it for a moment, or, well, for some time anyway, but the people of Brambleton don't want to be stuck in this mess anymore either. They're ready to fight. I know they are. I've seen it. I've encouraged it. They just need our help. Winthrop steps forward and she says, I'm, I'm sorry, Star, but I don't think there's time for that anymore. There might be a little fight in them, yes, but after whatever happened at town tonight, if Brambleton isn't burning by the end of the week, we're more than lucky. Is there enough to save? Star just sort of gives a deadpan look over to her and she'll say, It's up to you and the people of Brambleton. Do you want to live? Or do you want to be reduced to ash? Because it's really in your hands at this point. Gator. Pipes up and he says, they to think we need to get uh, damn reinforcements from the mountain. I don't think that was it, but I like that one. <laughs> they to think we need to get reinforcement from the mountain. They to think we need lilac, tree bark. Star is going to give a nod, and I fully agree with you. How long now has it been since they've left us? It's been about four days, I think. There's still a couple days out, at least. From reaching there or from getting back home? I think it was... I want to say they were... It would take three or four days to... I can't remember the timeline. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's... it's, They're probably about halfway there. Okay. Like, either either just getting to Grimholt or just on their way back to you guys. Halfway completed with the journey. Star is, uh... Well... 
I don't think that they will arrive soon enough. We can try and wait for them, but who knows? Perhaps they'll never return. I hope that is not the case, but... They set off on a journey on their own. And for now, we have to figure out what to do without them. Unless we know any magic users or anyone that can come to our rescue, we're the ones that have to come to our rescue. That's a good point. And with that, we pan over to Bo. Bo Cantrell. You've been following this pacing hoofprints for some time now walking along this dense wall of brambles and you see suddenly entering your you have dark vision i assume right yeah i think so pretty sure i think so as well not human i'm an asimar Wait, is that how you say it? Wait, was, was that the right way? Dark, I have dark vision. I don't know. It is now. Oh, that's how I say it. I don't know. You see... You see right at the edge of your dark vision a... Horse-like figure. Equipped with a saddle. It's gray in, the, in your dark vision. Everything's just shades of gray. It's hard to make out. Give me a perception check. Ah, nine. Seems like a horse affixed with a saddle. No rider seems to be present. Do you want to get a little closer? Do you want to try and calm the horse? What do you what? What would you like to Does do? Does it need calming? What? It doesn't notice you at this point. Then no. Um, could I stay and wait for a minute? Yeah. Are you just observing? Yeah, I just want to see if anyone's coming back or if there's any movement. Because obviously it's a horse with a missing rider. Okay. So. You stay there. A couple minutes watching it. it. seems to move slowly. When it moves, you hear brush moving as if it's dragging something. But you don't see a rider or any sign of movement around it. It's kind of nibbling on some foliage. With the dragging, I want to get closer and look. Okay. You get closer in this horse. Like, sneakily, if okay. I can. You want to roll? Possibly try with my neck. My well, I will one. say you can try to like animal handling approach it. Sure, sure. Okay. If you want to do that, let's do that. Yeah. Run out and scream okay. in it. That's always a good thing to do. I'm do the high pitched <laughs> scream I did last episode. Throw up on it. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Throw up on I, it. I guess I'm lonely a little bit, and also high pitched. Sixteen. Okay. What do you say? What do you do as you approach this horse? Just kind of like knees bent, like hands out, like slow approach, being like, just being like, it's okay. Coming over. Everything's fine. <laughs> okay. You sort of approach and the horse looks up at you, starts to sort of trot in place and... <laughs> But with your calmness, your composure, you're able to get close. And you get close enough to realize there is a body attached 
to the saddle, legs still strapped in. His head completely caved in as, an, as if hit with something massive and heavy, but it is one of the Hell Riders. Ugh. And suddenly you hear, stop. Collaborate and listen. Take your weapon. Sorry. <laughs> stop. Collaborate and listen, or I'll fucking shoot. <laughs> she says, stop. Put your hands in the air. I wave them like I just Kay. don't care. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Somebody mute her. <laughs> Turn around. Face me. Okay. But I was going to do that. What's your passive perception? A 14. Okay. As you turn around, you see out of the corner of your eye some yellow eyes staring at you from the brush. They seem to be fixed to something tall as it looks down upon you, maybe seven, eight feet up from the ground. But you only see it a brief moment as you turn around and you see a young woman. She has a bow at her side, but it is not knocked. And she says, I've seen you in Brambleton. Why are you here? And Hi. she's, sorry, she's, just to give you a little idea here, she's dressed in regular commoner's sort of garb. She's dirty as if she's been in the woods, you know, rolling around in the mud. She's filthy, her hair is all frazzled. She's breathing heavily, she seems pretty young. Okay. Um, Bo will say, uh, like, with hands up, but like one hand and the finger pointing towards himself, being like, I'm Bo. Uh, did you do that? And point, like, with the other hand to the writer. Shakes her head. She says, No. But he wanted to kill me. What do you think of that? Uh, I mean, I don't know who you are, but I'm not surprised they're animals, so. A sly smile sort of edges the, enters the sort of edge of her mouth. And she says, seems to me you treated animals better than you talk about them. Um, I mean, I get, I guess you're right. This horse is way better than that guy. Point at the corpse. You see, I knew he would be a friend. He was nice. And you turn around and you're face to face with this eight foot tall bear humanoid. Kind of... (laughs) Kind of similar almost to a bugbear in Ursine features, but much more bear than man. It stands with its gray fur and a ornate wooden staff carved into this impressive sort of 
interweaving um, pattern at the top of it. And he's got this cloak of black fur draped over him. And he says, Why have you entered my domain? Uh, well, funny story. I was actually headed somewhere else, but I saw these tracks, and would you believe I got curious? Curiosities, but nature's incentive, child. And he looks back at the woman, and she looks at you, and she says, Are you with the Empire? Absolutely not. Do you know a stinky dwarf? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like milk, kind of like cigar. Yeah, yeah, milk gar. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very specific smell. We have a lot to talk about. I'm Tara. What about, and you? And I'll, you know, gesture to the bear. I am not a bug. I am not a bear. I'm neither bug nor bear. They have rebuilt me. <laughs> I was once a man. And I was a bug. You may call me Razorclaw. Good to meet you both. Can I put these down and be like holding up my hands? Yes. Let's go somewhere. You look weary. I know a place to rest. Are gonna tell her she looked weird? Can I? I'm gonna. Sorry. I know. Same. <laughs> um, can I roll insight? Yeah. Thirteen. Mm -mm. Okay. Hard to read in the darkness, but seems nice enough. I will, like, in most cases, Bo is just, like, wildly entertained by this even happening and is just going along with it. Okay. Shadow. You've made your way back into town. With your distractions, your invisibility, and sneaking your way in, you have shaken the pursuit of the Hellriders. But the town is lively and busy for somewhat past midnight. What would you like to do? I'm going to start looking for signs of where they took Roth. Seven. You're looking around. It's hard to tell. Blackreach everywhere. It's hard to even sort of get an eye on town, especially in the darkness and, you know, flickering torches everywhere. Don't really know. Uh, technically, I think Brambleton is everywhere around here. Shut up, you're in jail. <laughs> Sorry. I'll go back to Horny Jail. <laughs> no! To horny Jail. Um, do I see... Yelena? 
Give me your perception. Natural 20. Natural 20. You see Yelena at the edge of town heading to the encampment that was erected just outside of town. So she's leaving away from town going towards the encampment? Yep. I'm going to follow. Okay. Kill her shadow. Do it. <laughs> give me give me a stealth roll. I mean, I, I am staying like as far like up. Uh, as I can. I got you, don't okay. worry. Okay. 14. Um, Shadow, with a 14, you really sort of get to the edge of this encampment following her, and she kind of goes inside and disappears into a really nice, elaborate tent. But with your 14, you get about as far as you get before. You can, you know, probe further. But you sort of, that's as far as you, how, how am I trying to fucking say this? You get about to the perimeter, you can try to go further, but it's going to be increasingly dangerous. Do I see anything that makes me think Grouth might be in there? Roll a perception check. I don't know why I did that with advantage. And that's really sad that I did, because those were both really good rolls. <laughs> Brutal. Uh, still good. Uh, 19. 19. Oh, that is really good. You watch as Yelena goes into her tent, and you see a glimpse inside when she throws back the tapestry. Or not the tapestry, but the door flap. Wow. And what you see is something interesting. A huge dildo. <laughs> Speaking of huge dildos, Flint and Groth, <laughs> you guys are in this mill, presumably all night. What's going on? Got two other guys in here with you. One big tied up dude, you know, <laughs> some bros just, just some hanging out in a just mill fucking in the middle of the night. Dude things, bro. Just guys <laughs> being dudes. Right. Um, uh, Flint will get up and look to the two guys there, um, the two guards, and just say, uh, any scars, any more bruises that are going to be put on him tonight are going to come from me. Is that understood? Yeah. Yeah, that that's fine. I'm not really into beating prisoners. You should reconsider your line of work. You're taking the fucking high road. <laughs> yeah, the, the tied up dude just yeah what the <laughs> fuck bro hey man dental in the empire is great <laughs> I've heard different. I'm here for the benefits the other guy's right. like yeah I'm putting my son through uh apothecary apothecary school. college <laughs> um okay, actually yeah, morally that. against the, no, I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> I just want to go on the record and say that, yeah I do find this all to be rather distasteful but you know <laughs> Gotta pay bills. <laughs> Work. Am I right? Yep. Um. Okay. Yeah. Flint's gonna. Flint's gonna leave. I know it's the middle of the night, but there's got to be still Blackreach, like, of like some of like of the administrative people milling about. Because Flint wants to send a like um. A uh, like a classified letter internally to another Blackreach officer. Okay. Before Go you leave, Flint, you hear a voice in your head saying, 
Your letter is in my breastplate. <laughs> Tell me I'll to behave myself. <laughs> Grab me by the beard. Tell me to behave myself. Get this fucking thing off of me. Kiss me on the lips. Uh. Let me see you get real weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Flint will, uh. Yeah, Flint will, uh, turn around and just do that. Kind of grab, grab him by the beard to say, and I trust I don't need to tell you to stay put because it might be real bad for you if you try to escape now. Oh, no, sir. Oh, oh, I'll, I'll behave myself. Whatever will I do with this erection? Please <laughs> don't hurt me anymore. <laughs> or do. All right, give me a slide of hand check. <laughs> Jail time. No, I mean for the paper. Yeah. Uh, 15. You grab his penis instead. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Target. Uh, no, you, you're able to lift it. Cool. Um, you, so, yeah. so, yeah, you go out front, and there's obviously... A couple people. Um, there's one guy taking sort of a logistics, like uh, scribing some things, looking around at still leftover processing from the materials that were confiscated from raiding the homes and stuff. And he's still outside, sort of tired as fuck because he's worked a 15 hour day writing down logistics for what they commandeered. Outside of that, you see two hell riders on horses and two doormen. Okay. So, I mean, Flint has, like, a limited working knowledge, but he'd be able to pick out the person that could, like, get that letter sent, right? Probably be the logistics guy. The okay. Hellriders likely aren't going to leave, and neither are the doormen. Well, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll go talk to him then. Okay. Uh, just say, uh, well, I know your branch never really sleeps. He's kind of gesturing to all the cargo and stuff that he's going over. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I was up at, like, four in the morning doing this. What do you want? <laughs> I need to send a letter. Uh, okay. To who? Uh, s certified and classified. Needs to go to, uh, Warrant Officer Aldous Cornell. Uh, you have the credits for this, Merc? Credits? Like, credentials? I can't, credentials. like, I'm not gonna, like, how do you know Warrant Officer? Do you have any sort of official documents? I mean, I got a, a transport, but that's about the only thing that I, they gave me that can prove that I'm working for you, I guess. All right, let me see it. Hands it over. Shoves it in his mouth and eats it. Jokes <laughs> <laughs> on you, I farted on you. Fucking idiot, I work here. <laughs> like, okay, it's hard to get one of these. That should be enough. Uh, Warren Officer, what was his name? Aldous Cornell. Albus Bornell. Close enough. What would you like this to say? Well, I mean, it's classified, so Flint would write it himself. All right, here, take this. Don't lose that quill. It's my favorite quill. <laughs> Stuff in your mouth and eat Flint it. Flint doesn't just dab it on his tongue. He, like, deep throats it. Ah, <laughs> oh, dude. I gotta get it. You gotta get it nice and wet first. <laughs> you don't, though. <laughs> All right. Uh, Zane, as a player, bro. you can send me what that says. And... I can also... I don't mind reading it as long as everybody else, like... Doesn't just, listen. Sure. Don't metagame. Yeah. yeah. Everybody, 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 everybody plug your ears and sing your favorite uh, U2 song. <laughs> oh, God. Not you. You have to hear this, Tanner. Oh, sorry. It's all right. I don't have it. I don't have an Apple phone. I don't right. know any U2 songs. <laughs> God, I wish that were me. Um, 
uh, yeah, so the letter just says, and obviously your characters wouldn't know this unless somehow you intercepted it, but just for just for, for the pod. Um, Cornell, things are heating up in Brambleton. The Hell Riders seem to have an agenda beyond simply keeping the locals in line. They're looking for someone, and now there's an Inquisitor coming. Something stinks here, but we might be able to use it to our advantage. Just need a little more time to add a little more fuel to this powder keg before we set it off. Stand by. We'll keep you updated. Do you want to put that in the chat? In the sure. lore uh, channel? Yeah, I can do that. Sweet. So that we can all metagame instead of none of us? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get the metagaming and yeah, <laughs> so you can more accurately metagame. Um, but yeah, stamp it. Give it back to the guy. Okay. He says, I'll get this out first thing in the morning. Thanks. And uh, I don't know. Try and get some sleep. I'd say the same to you. Goes back to scribing. Give him a little salute. And meander back towards the mill, but not gonna go in yet. Flint's gonna take in the night air and light up the Meldgar. Would my perception pick up Flint? Are we anywhere in the same area? No, you're you're quite a bit away. Yeah. Quite a bit away. The Meldgar, though. Really. I also like the Meldgar does waft, so you know <laughs> he's, he's a rather rich, rich scent. Yeah. You, you know he's somewhere. I like. It's like a cartoon where it wafts like a pie. You know, it's like it's like Nasty that like pie. visual. <laughs> but actually, we are going to pan back to you, Shadow, because I think this is a good place to leave the ep on. As you peer into Yona's tent and see a familiar face, one giant known as Hogoth. Oh shit! I thought you were gonna say Crunch. <laughs> giant, giant Crunch. When that was a giant, I was We're like, "We're gonna kill him." <laughs> And we'll find out what the fuck is going on. Maybe next time on the reroll podcast. Next time. No, we're not gonna chase that. There's nothing no. to see there. Next time on the Milkgar podcast. <laughs> That'll be our first piece of merch is a milk flavored cigar. Genuinely. I actually hand rolled by I think it would be this. better if it's the um, nasty Milkgar now smelling pen that you deep throated. Thank you for listening to the Reroll Podcast. The world of Rel and all characters within are copyright and fictitious. Any similarities to persons living or dead or actual events are purely coincidental. Want to follow us on social media? Listen to another episode or send us hate mail? Check out our link tree for all of our info. You can find that link in the episode description. Big thanks to Tabletop Audio for producing quality RPG music and ambiance that we could use in our games. The Reroll main theme and all character themes are copyright, as well as the Chronicles of Rel main theme. Please consider donating to our Patreon if you liked our content. We are hell-bent on making more, and with your support, we can make a lot more. New episodes every Monday at 12 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. See you then.